In decades past, you opened a business, hung out your shingle, and the customers came. Today, hanging out your shingle means creating an engaging website. The modern consumer is using the Internet to find businesses like yours. Are you positioned so you'll rise to the top of their search? Let the Radio Vermont Group Digital Services work with you to make sure you're visible online and to target your marketing to location, demographic, and interest. Learn more at rvgdigital.com. Hi there, this is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. And live in studio is Danny Cohen, um, songwriter, musician. You play so um, many instruments. Well, I haven't written a lot of songs. And, but <laughs> I saw you told me you did one, I think. So. Well, it, um, but he was labeled uh, Vermont's busiest musician. And uh, two things that I knew you from was the Radio Rangers and the Starlight Rhythm Boys. But Starline. Starline, I'm Rhythm, sorry. Starline. Shame on me. But anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about this man's career. And um, maybe you could just start us off. Um, I read a little something from the uh, – this was over in the Times Argus 2020, and they quoted – you might think there's a handful of musicians named Danny Cohen performing around Vermont on any given week. There's Danny Cohen, singer and acoustic guitarist with the honky-tonk rockabilly band, the Star Line Rhythm Boys, or Danny Cohen, the bluegrass guitarist, piano, banjo player, and singer with the Vermont Bluegrass Pioneers, and Danny Cohen, the singer and guitarist with Cone, uh, that's you, it's Danny Cohen, Cone, yeah. Rowell, Rowell, and... Sh- Shabner. Shabner. I don't know that group. As well as Danny Cohen, singer, guitarist with a WDEV radio. Radio Rangers. So did That's... you go downstairs and say hello to everybody? Of course I did. Yeah, cool. I, they got the red carpet treatment when <laughs> yeah, I came I, in I there. would think so. You should. I've been in this place a lot, many times doing shows here. So, um, yeah, and by the way, it's the VT Bluegrass Pioneers. We, we started doing Vermont. And saying the Vermont Blue, we, we, but we didn't want to use 802. We didn't want to have the 802 bluegrass, oh. so we said it's the VT. VT. See, just for something uh, different. Yeah, uh, there it That's is. That's okay. The VT. What I say, Vermont? Sorry, well, everybody but, does. Yeah. But it does sort of mean the same, but it looks cool. Well, VT. everybody uses 802. You know, <laughs> right? I do. I, actually, yeah, I have a well, website, 802. There you go. Um, but anyway, um, I think this article, even though it was written a couple of years ago, is probably very true. Well. It's, except maybe after COVID, huh? Sort yeah, of. Art Edelstein wrote that. He's a friend, and he was doing features on musicians at the time of COVID, you know, because everything right. had kind of like shut down, and he wanted to have features at that time. So... Um, he did that, and that was in 2020. And, you know, he had me as the busiest musician. Well, at the time, I was not, and I can't really say I am now, but there was a period of time when I really was. Right. Well, you were, you were everywhere. And I'm well, going to talk about the first time I saw you play, and I went crazy because how we met. But anyway, I'm going to play you throughout the uh, show a little bit of uh, um, Danny and the, the groups that he's been in. I wanted to play the Radio Rangers. It's Milk Cow Blues. Is there a story behind that? Tom? It's an old song. It came uh, originally. It was a blues song from a guy named Kokomo Arnold, a black guy. Well, it was an old blues tune. Yeah. It's been done by many people. Bob Wills did it, Western Swing Style, and a lot of people. You said a lot of people asked for it when you Well, asked they for like it. it the way we do it with the Rangers. So. That's cool. Yeah. Well, let's just play that. Uh, Peter, and we'll play it for everybody, just a little taste. One, two, three. (laughs) 
Tony Washburn doing oh, the intro I love on, Tony. on. He was in the Rangers at the time on fiddle, and that's Dave Rowell doing the so boss, so boss. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, so um, I read that uh, you've been making music in Vermont since 1963. Uh, well, yeah, I started time. off right as a kid. I started off on piano. I took piano lessons from a woman, Mrs. Laird in Montpelier, great woman. And I learned piano and learned to sight read, and I got, was really good on that, I think. And uh, then I took up clarinet in wow. junior high school and had lessons on that. And Cliff Mix, the late Cliff Mix, who had mixed music in Montpelier, was the Montpelier High School band director. And he wanted me to go on to bass clarinet, which is a great instrument, sort of like a sax. It's a deep sound. It's a great instrument. Huh. So I went on bass clarinet in high school, and then... At that time, I started doing stringed instrument. You know, I was into country, bluegrass, blues, all that stuff, and right. rock at the time. And so I took up guitar and five-string banjo and, you know, messed around with some other instruments. But that was about 62, I think, 62, somewhere in there. And then um, I joined this band, The Jesters, was like – Kids from Montpelier and Barry High School kids. Yeah. It was a good band. It was like a seven-piece band, actually. Wow. Had two uh, girl singers uh, from Barry in it. And we played City Hall in Montpelier and the Barry Auditorium, Barry Armory, and uh, up in Newport, up in Fantasia, up in uh, uh, that uh, roller rink up in Highgate, um, and over in Woodsville, New Hampshire. We, so we got around some. Right. And so I played bass. I played electric bass in that band. And that band was... I would say from sometime in early 64, possibly, late 63, 64, till I graduated from Montpelier High School in 65, and then wow. went to college, and the band ended at that point. So right. that started it off. Yeah, anyway. for sure. And I was uh, going through notes and stuff, and I found so many names of bands that you've I've been in a been lot of in them. A lot. Can I just read them off here? Oh, this boy. is a riot. The Jesters, you just mentioned that. The Green Mountain Gentlemen. The Browns River Boys, Crossroads, Tony Washburn. I love him. Yeah. Seriously. Tony Washburn and the RFD3. Yeah. The Slant 6 Review. Review. This one's hard. The Thrombulators. No, the Throbulators. The Throbulators. You can't say that on the air. You can't say that on the air. No, I'm just kidding. I'll get a call, right? Am I being yeah, I get a, a call. sexist or something? The the Chrome Cowboys, Los Amigos. Los Amigos. Oh. That was a country band, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It doesn't sound too country, Los Well, it Amigos. was. Yeah. Sergio Torres was really the, oh, you know, Sergio. Yes. That's why we called it that, yeah. Yeah, there's more. Wait for Mighty Fab King Tones and the Hoodoo Review the and the WDEV Rangers and the Starline River Boys. Boys. The, uh, the, 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 the Hoodoo Review and the Mighty Fab King Tones was a, a blues and R&B band, short-lived, but uh, bless their hearts, they both passed recently. Mark Ransom, mm-hmm. the bass player from Burlington, and Bruce McKenzie, who was the drummer huh. uh, in that, those bands. They played in other groups, but they were just phenomenal, and I just miss them so much. They just passed here in the last year. Can you talk a little bit about um, when, with the Thrombulators? The Thrombulators. And the Throbout? Could you talk that story? That's a great story. Well, we the Throbulators started in, I think, 82. It was me, my wife Kathy, Tyrone Shaw, and Jerry Hyder 
was the drummer. Tyrone was a guitar player. I played guitar. Kathy played bass. And um, we got, became very popular around the state. Um, and so we did a recording. The only recording we did, which at the time was cassette because oh, vinyl, right. vinyl was going out. CDs hadn't totally come in, so it was on cassette with White Crow Audio, Todd Lockwood in Burlington. And at the time, he was approached, or he had a contact with the movie people. Uh, Alan Nichols in Vermont was had been assistant director uh, with Robert Altman, and he and Alan lived in, and he loved our band. Well, they were shooting this uh, movie, Sweetheart's Dance, up huh. in up in Hyde Park, which starred Don Johnson, Susan Sarandon, Jeff Daniels, and Elizabeth Perkins. Right here in Vermont. Right here in Vermont. Cool. So they were going to, they wanted a band, there was a scene, a dance scene. They wanted the music. So they came, they wanted to hear us, and we weren't, didn't have a gig right at that time, so they, on a certain day, so they came to our rehearsal at my oh. house, and I went, oh man. <laughs> so, Robert Greenwald, the director, was yeah. there, and and um, and Alan Nichols came, and other people, and they, we did three or four. They wanted sort of fifties kind of yeah. stuff that we were doing, so we did three or four numbers. He said, "Perfect, we want you." Outstanding. So then we were hired to be in the movie, but it's a long story. It, it was great filming. It was a great experience, but unfortunately, later they changed the music. Oh. They decided to change it up with other fifties tunes, which was kind of goofy to me really and i said are we going to reshoot it and they said no he said you have a click track where they put a click you know and you just go with that and do these other songs in that tempo well it didn't totally work out very huh. well we pulled it off but i told everybody in the band and it was it was the case i said you're never going to see us in this movie because we're singing other songs right any shot of our the face part wouldn't yeah work. it wouldn't right. work so it's unfortunate because we did see um what was shot and it was beautiful in Panavision. I mean, it was just, it's unbelievable, but it just, you know, didn't, yeah. so we're in the movie and the movie really wasn't that great. Yeah, I don't even remember. You know, it, I know. So Susan, I, I saw yeah. Susan Sarandon on Johnny Carson after this. The movie came out and she never even mentioned the movie. Huh. I guess it wasn't good. <laughs> was she, right. she knew enough to keep quiet. Anyway, um, so let's go back to talking about you were the first band to perform at a gubernatorial ball with Madeline Kunin. That's pretty cool. Well, we played uh, some campaign things for her because uh. we had some fans that were fans of hers, and that was great. We played that, and so we got hired to play at Plumley for the ball. Right. I mean, I have 3,000 people. Well, oh, that's I, a great place to have. I think – I don't know whether it's – Jim Douglas had his inaugural one, one of the, uh, the other governors after that, and that was a great venue. The, we the did play, yes, and Starline, by the way, played Phil Scott's second one, I think. It oh, was. nice. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So um, we need to hear about the WDEV Radio Rangers. I love that group, I swear. It's so much fun. You've been doing that since... Well, I joined them in '93. They yeah. started in '86. Mark Strusacker, who was oh, a sa- right. yeah, Mark was a sales salesman here at, at Radio Vermont, and uh, Tony Washburn. Well, Mark, you know, had heard about the old bands in the fifth, '40s and '50s, like Don Fields and the Pony Boys, oh. and they play live. I mean, literally, would come in here early morning and play. Then they'd go out and they play a job or something. They travel, wow. and they could only travel. Back then, you know, with no interstate, so far they had to be back in the studio the next morning. So it was, it was literally live. You played in here. It's so cozy here. Well, we played on the <laughs> mez. We did it on the mez, but the, oh. the, the uh, 
So Mark talked to Ken Squire and said, you know, it would be great to have that kind of band, and Ken was all for it. So they started the Rangers with um, Mark, Tony, uh, Ray Shalou, the late Ray Shalou on guitar, and a guy named Homer Sands on bass, and then Homer left after about a year. Dave Rowell joined him then. And then uh, Ray uh, retired, and he passed, and Larry Beaudry played guitar, and then Larry left. And they hired me about 93, and I've been right. in it ever since. And they still perform, do well, they? Well, we, we perform on? live personal appearances, yep. but we don't do shows anymore. Those were discontinued some time ago. Uh, that would be fun. Yeah. Somebody should hear the show and go, hey, that would be cool. <laughs> so who is in the Radio Rangers well, now? Well, currently it's uh, me, Dave Rowell, uh, uh, Don Shabner or, or Colin McCaffrey, one or the other, depending right. on availability, and Jim Pittman on pedal steel. So it's a four-piece group. Yeah. So we're going to play a, a song for uh, the ra- from the Radio Rangers, and it's called – you get into trouble for this – Arab Arab bounces. Arab bounces. The guy, it's a banjo tune, and the guy that wrote it was a fiddle player from Arab, Alabama. Oh, that's how you really pronounce it. it, That's how they pronounce it down there. Arab. So it's the Arab bounce, and a a Jimmy Martin, a bluegrass, famous bluegrass artist, recorded it. Thank you. uh, And I learned it. And uh, here we go, Peter. Here we go. Play that. Howdy neighbors, kids and friends, it is smiling time again. Come and join our happy homespun jamboree. Do you know I used to play the ukulele? If I had only known this, I could have jumped right on the stage and you still joined play you. it? No. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't even think I can even say the, the song I knew by heart. Cocaine Bill and Morphine Sue strolling oh, down the boy. avenue two by two. Oh, How's man. that? Wow. <laughs> don't mess with me. No, I see that. The, the ukulele has, got, has, has a resurgence, actually. Well, and, yeah. yeah, it's only what's like four chords, four strings or something. Right. You can't. I, I learned it pretty quickly. You <laughs> have to be. And I used to play the accordion, but that's a oh, nice. That I might be able to play. That's still. great. Anyway, we all love the Radio Rangers for sure. Um, that was a lot of. It's still fun, and that was a lot of fun when we did cut the shows and did them, and, and it was really great because it was totally like it was one take, totally live. It was recorded yeah. here, but we'd do like three shows on a Thursday, and then they'd run them for three weeks. But it was totally live as far as you know Super. the ads and the guys would ad lib, and it was great. And you know how live TV, live radio goes. <laughs> yeah, There's always something. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few of those moments over the last oh, year yeah. <laughs> where you're like, sorry, we're live. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, then you joined the Star Line Rhythm Boys in 1998. Yep. And uh, about 24 years together, right? A long time. Well, we we disbanded in uh, uh, last uh, December. And basically COVID kind of was a big factor because right. our bass man, Billy Bratcher, uh, who had worked at the Sheridan in Burlington for 30-something years, got laid off, and, in the, when he, and then he was on unemployment. In the meantime, the Sheridan was sold Hilton Bar. Oh, so right. that was the end of that, and he became a restaurant manager at the uh, residences at Quarry Hill, where he is now. But it, 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 his hours interfered with tra- oh, playing. And, and Big Al had some health issues at the time. He's doing okay now. but So it just was it just came to an end. 
That's too bad because yeah. I mean between the those are the two that I know the most about you, right? And I think those are the ones that you're known well, for. Well, the Throbulators, I would say the Throbulators and the um, Starline Rhythm Boys are the most the ones that People I played remember. in the longest and probably traveled and did more than right. really local. I mean, well, everybody yeah. I mentioned your name to, they knew who you were immediately, <laughs> so did something right. They saw my picture on, Never. The, on, on the post office exactly. wall, except exactly. the post office is closed, right? Hmm, that's not good. Yeah, I know. Um, Anyway, um, we've been talking about all the bands, rockabilly, blues, country, western, honky-tonk. So what is your most favorite style to play? Well... I love bluegrass is, is, you know, sort of where I started in country. Um, I love blues. I love surf music, instrumental surf music. I love that stuff. Huh. And so, um, you know, it's a lot of that, really, I would say. What is surf music? Well, it's surf like music, the, trio course, and... well, you have the vocal side of it, which is when the Beach Boys came oh, in. Oh, Beach Boys, right. But then before that, Dick Dale and some of the – it was just strictly an instrumental Cool. Music, which I love, you know, and 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 I play guitar. But you've got a great singing voice. Well, thank you very you much. You do. I remember. So I have to tell you how I met Danny Cone. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my God. <laughs> so you started, and I did too, as a paralegal. That's your first first the first job? job I had was at the state hospital. I was with legal aid. I was the first paralegal they ever had. Wow. This is when they started the the system of 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 commitments when there was a hearing. Right. Ah. And Legal Aid had attorneys around the state. They couldn't drive to the hospital yeah. all the time to interview patients and doctors, so they had me do the work of it. And then I'd send them a report. Well, we should talk. That's how I started. Yeah. I was my company's first paralegal. Wow. Yeah. So I used to do immigration, so they'd send me down to when one of our charming employees who we were bringing over from Switzerland <laughs> did the, do you know who I am? Right. <laughs> so I'd have to... Get on a plane and go down and save their little Well, when cells. you were a paralegal, and I was, that's before paralegals really became right. known right. and had to be certified sometime, you know, whatever. You yeah, know. yeah, no, right. I, I uh, was pretty cool. Went to school, and there you go. Yeah. So you and I met, can I talk, I can talk about this. When I was commissioner of motor vehicles, and you were doing, you were a licensed PI. Yeah, licensed PI. And you I would still do, are, are you not? Yes, yeah. I still hold a license, but not really active now, mm. but... I did mainly my practice was like personal injury work and not people always say, well, did you do divorce work? And that no, I didn't do no. it really. It was no. that. So we'd have to get look at motor vehicle records with right. the opposed, the other operator or other things. Right. And that's how we started. So Danny was there looking at records yes. and I was commissioner of motor vehicles. And, <laughs> and you had a good system worked right. out. Yes, we did. Yes, you did. Yes, we did. And so we started talking and we became friends. Right. And then I went to Barry City and I think it might have been the homecoming weekend. I saw you on a... Or Heritage uh, Homecoming. Home coming yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you were on a flatbed truck yeah. and sing it and i went nuts like a like a teenager because <laughs> i knew one of the band members oh, it was danny <laughs> and i was going danny i know danny i'm very excited like a kid but um so i've been a groupie ever since oh thank you oh so cool and and you also you you uh public servant you work on four licensing boards well and, i was on i i i decided to apply for a professional position on the private investigation security board great and there was an opening and governor douglas appointed me and so i was on that board for 11 years and then when i got off chris winters who at the time was the uh, uh, 
director of Office of Professional Regulation, right. he said, would you be interested to be a public member? Because all these boards have one or two right. public members. And I said, well, I've had experience. That would be fine. Live in Montpelier. I'd be right. happy to help out. So I got appointed to the chiropractic board. They <laughs> <laughs> said, we need, we need somebody on chiropractic. And I was on also um, – Real estate appraisers, but I actually stepped off that, and I stepped off chiropractic because I got on the nursing board. That's great. And you can't hold a, public, a position on two health-related boards at the oh, same I time. Oh, I didn't even a know statute. that. Interesting. Yeah. And so I got that, and then on the accountancy board, land surveyors, and funeral service. Well, thank you doing. for your service. Well, that's very nice. That's a, they need volunteers they for do. sure. They do. They, and it's, it's very hard. interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. I've been an ad hoc on... Um, uh, engineers, veterinarian, allied mental health. So it's just fascinating to, you know, the different professions. Right, for sure. And yeah. all this, all they've got to go through to yeah. get licensed. Quite exactly, amazing. yeah. So, but, and then you still continued, obviously, to play. Yeah, and to I'm be still part playing, of. right. <laughs> and you, um, you, I read somewhere, and, and you sort of said that was true. You played with the Starline Rhythm Boys 150 gigs a year. That's well, a lot of playing, Danny. In our heavy, in the heavy period, we started in '98, and things really, we it really took. People loved the band. I love the band, and Billy and Al are great. And we really developed a sound. You know, there was no drums, so Billy was slapping the bass, and um, so we got really popular and we were playing a lot in vermont and out of state so we were doing something like that right. a year that's a lot of phew. but then it tapered off yeah. near the end right and uh, traveling too it, right. it, it go from top to bottom takes you a bunch of hours um but anyway uh, we're going to take a break in just a minute and we're going to keep talking to danny about well, just his, also i'm not good. i wouldn't put characterize myself as the busiest musician in vermont that's now, what it said you, in well print. i know that but you know you take somebody like dave keller or right. uh, 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 D. Davis and Mop, they're really working a lot now. Yeah. And good for them. It's great. Yeah, yeah. That, that's we have. I've always said this a bunch of times on this show. We are the luckiest state. The talent that we have with artists in every field: painters, actors, yes. musicians. You just name it, and yeah. we've got it. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to get people to pay attention to Vermont through all the amazing talent we've got. There in is the a state. lot of talent. There really there is. is. Yeah, we're going to play a little selection now from the Starline Rhythm Boys. It's called "Better Buick Boogie." Boogie. And what's the story about well, this one? Well, it's a song I wrote. Uh, oh, there you go. Well, Tony Washburn was a Buick man. He mentioned about, uh, the, I think Buick way back, they had, they had Buick is better. You know, they had a logo. For, and I, so I said the better Buick boogie. And I wrote it for Starline. Actually, that song, uh, Tommy and Ray Maliazzi are down there at Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. Oh, on, no. They played it on their show once. Oh, my God. We listen to that all the time. I'm still waiting for my check. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath, right? Right. <laughs> Not that they were great. Yeah. We we listened to them all yeah. the time in yeah. the car. Yeah. The Clampet Clampet brothers. Clampet, tap it, brother. Tap it. Tap it. Tap it. Like a tap it in an engine. Oh, yeah. Not even close. Sorry That's about all right. that. Anyway, so we're gonna play the better better Buick 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 boogie. boogie. And we'll let Pete take us away. <laughs>
that was Danny Cohn singing. Wrote right. it, sung it. A song it, I wrote. Played it. There yeah, you go. Right. That is so cool. We're, we're GMC people in our, you don't have a one for GMCs, do you? I don't. Can't help you out. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Anyway, and you were, <clears throat> I read an article about how hard it is in Vermont. Hold on, I'm going to choke to death here. How hard it is in Vermont to make a living. Well, if but you're you, a full-time musician, I mean, literally that, it is hard. Now, I know D. Davis down in Montpelier works a lot, and he's, he teaches and everything else. Right. You've got to combine a lot of stuff to do that. Right. And Dave Keller works a lot. He's worked hard and built his name up and his music. He's yep. done great, but it's, it is a lot of work. And I did play full-time for a while um, in, like, the Thrivulators and – that's and, great. And, you know. Well, you certainly you look good, so obviously well, something's working. I don't know. But I bet COVID hit you all really hard, didn't well, it? It did. Well, suddenly, you know, we had we had gigs lined up in the ski areas, okay? Right. And when that early March or late February hit, bam, bam, gone. And the rest of the season, I played, I played just about six jobs that were. This was later after July when they opened it up. They said if you're spaced out and you're out in the open, you could do it. So they were like parties in the summer. Right. So we were, you know. But that's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what are you doing now? You are still playing. Are I'm you still doing playing? The, I play uh, with uh, the VT Bluegrass Pioneers. That's very me good. and the Linder Brothers, Banjo Dan and Willie. And Sam Blagden on bass. He used to be the bass player for the Midnight Plowboys way back. I remember that group. Yeah, I am s- impressed with your memory, may I tell you. Well. I couldn't do what you're doing right I now to know. save myself. I'm looking at your notes, Pat. Oh, I-, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You uh, had but, a jam. Uh, but that's a great band. We've had that, oh, maybe eight years now. And it's a lot of fun. And I've known the Linder Brothers for years since I first met them when they moved up here from Baltimore in about 71. But I never played uh, in the Plowboys, other than filling in for Dan maybe two or three times when he was he got hurt or was sick, and yep. I kind of did it, but that was it. Um, so th- we have that group, and then the Radio Rangers are still do some personal appearances during the year, yep. which is fun. And then I have this trio with Dave Rowell of the Rangers and Don hmm. Shabner of the Rangers called Cone, Rowell, and Shabner, the country right. law well, That's firm the one of. I couldn't pronounce. That's, <laughs> right. that's cool. Right. Now, you've mentioned Schabner. Schabner, Don Schabner. He's a wonderful. He's just a super guitar okay. player. And, well, we, and, we, and we use Colin, too, some. We have used Colin. Colin, you know... He, Colin is doing some other stuff too, but uh, yeah, so it's really right now it's Dave and Don and me. Well, I read, sir, where musicians whom you have played with think very highly of your talent. Uh, and you mentioned Colin McCaffrey was quoted as saying, quote, gets chills listening to him. Well, it's that, a voice that grabs you. How cool is that? Thank you, Colin. How, how, I, well, first well, I was very flattered that Colin said, because Colin is just really. A super talented uh, guy, musician, recording engineer, producer. He's very, very talented and very, very capable. So are things sort of coming back um, slowly? Or well, I noticed like the clubs. A lot of clubs now are are have music, and and, and of course, then the thing transitioned. You have all these breweries and wineries that right, have music, right. and restaurants that that. Maybe years ago, but we didn't have the brewery, so it wasn't that wasn't happening. I mean, when I early on in my career, there was more clubs than there are now. There was clubs all over the place. Wow! In towns, I right, mean, I can sure. think of all these places that have long gone. Yep, 
I'm remembering some from my youth here when I was uh, when I first came here. <laughs> okay. Actually, I'm trying to remember the one, the one in Montpelier up Charlie the hill. O's. Charlie O's and the one up the hill. Uh, it's now a hotel oh. motel. Um, oh, the Brown Derby. The Brown Derby. You must have played Peter there. Foot and yep. uh, uh, whoever he was associated with. They had music in there for a while. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. Well, the but Brown. There's a lot of. I used to play at the White Stallion on the Barry Montpelier Road, where Rossi Buick was. Oh located. yes. There was a bar, or it was called Logs. Also, I used to play there a couple nights a week. Wow. Yeah. You could write a book there. Oh yeah. Uh, all the different play- hangouts. Yeah. Hunky tonk. Let's right. go. Cool. We've got tonk. a we've got a caller, um, John. Uh, John, you're on the air. Where are you from, John? Waterbury Center. Waterbury I'm Center, close by. Go ahead, sure. Don. Yeah, Jay, I just wanted to. I'm a, I'm a big fanboy of uh, Danny and all the groups that we've seen uh, here in the Waterbury area. We had uh, him with our Rotary concerts in the park uh, yes. many years. And it's been great to have him and to hear him continuing on. Thank you so much. And the the Rotary, uh, those concerts are are super. I mean, they've done a great job with that for years. It's it's a great uh, great thing. Yeah. No, I just really appreciate what you've uh, what you've contributed to uh, our concerts and uh, your bands, your groups are just great. Well, thank you so much. And of course, Waterbury. We had, used to be a lot. Of, used to be Patty's Tavern down oh, there. Oh, no, oh, I have oh, stories I from there. there. Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm just telling you. Yeah. Well, right. I, I bet I've seen you there. Right. I can't remember. I was, right. That was that was someplace else yeah. altogether. Patty's. Right. Oh, I have a few stories from there. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> that must have been before you were commissioner. Oh yeah. Well, yes, actually, because when where I would when I was commissioner of whatever. Wherever you'd go, somebody, oh, you're, I have to behave. Of course you course you're Not at Patty's. Right. That was a cone of silence. What happened at Patty's stayed at Patty's. But, um, I have a note here that says, uh, Dan Linder, who of course is Banjo Dan. Yeah. He says about you, Cone is the original Vermont bluegrass musician. He's about the most knowledgeable musician about bluegrass and country of anyone I know. Willie, and I love working with him. He takes joy in the music. And who is Willie he was referring to? Uh, his brother, Willie. Oh, Willie. Willie oh, cool. Winner, yeah. So is there a story about bluegrass in Vermont? And well, There's I, a lot of bands. When play. I first started playing bluegrass music, which I loved, there really wasn't much around. I mean, there, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was a guy named Gary Barr in Montpelier who was passed. He and uh, another fellow named Marshall Friedland, who was a banjo player that went to Goddard, and Gary's wife. They called the Bluegrass Trio. I used to go out and catch them. That was one of the few bands that was really playing huh. that music at the time in the 60s. It must have caught on because there's bluegrass, bluegrass music everywhere. That's right. Well, it, it did catch on. And, of course, then and then in the 70s, uh, you know, you had the banjo contest up in Crassberry and all that, and fiddle contest. You know, right. it, it started growing. And then Pine Island, the group out of Burlington, came along, you know, and Banjo Dan. And, right. Yeah. I used to love the fiddle contest. Yeah. It just fascinated Huge me. Huge crowd. How, and even the music that we've been playing, it's so fast. You really have to keep up. <laughs> yeah, right. That's <laughs> I, right. <laughs> I bet it's so fast and it's all, but if you make a mistake, I bet it sticks out. Well, sometimes all... you can cover it. You know? <laughs> Just smile and wink at it. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, right. Live music, live radio. Right. That's right. the way it goes. Right. So, um, 
you're thinking things are coming back a little bit, but I think well, you're right about music. People are using um Well, one thing I notice, one thing I notice, I always look at the club listings in seven days, and I notice ah. now there are a lot of listings where, you know, there was nothing, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it is coming back. Because there is nothing like a live band. Well, I agree. There really isn't. And it's funny how I, we camped up in Maine uh, for the summer, and at, at the campground they would have musicians come in right. and sometimes they had a band and everybody seemed to know them there once once they know you around your county or your state you're just in demand it's great there's a, there's a lot of really really stellar musicians in maine right in the state of oh maine. is there oh, yeah. yeah that's great well we just enjoyed them um yeah. at campground it was really yeah. cool that's nice but um i like bars well, I like to hear music. I do bars. too. I love then dancing. I think about when everybody was smoking, oh. and you know, I come back, my clothes are reeking, <laughs> I'm reeking, and you know, whatever. Exactly. Well, you you mentioned for a while you were playing with your wife. Did you meet her through music? No, or? I met her before that, and then I was playing. She wanted to. She was had musical, certainly a lot of musical talent, and but she wasn't really playing, and she wanted to play, so she learned the bass. Nice. So she learned the the upright bass and electric yep. bass, and she was just a stellar bass player. Isn't that great? Well, yeah. Con Hogan and his wife, yes. they played together Jeanette, for yeah. Jeanette for yeah. years yeah. and years, yeah. and she played the bass. Wasn't yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. I used to, you said you didn't ever play up at Con's because that was he had this thing every summer. It was a uh, fundraiser for the 4-H clubs. Right. I was usually, when he was doing that star line, I was just busy. You know? Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I did fill in for him on some jobs, you know, where he couldn't make it with the, with Craig Whipple and the guys oh, in the band, right. you know. Yeah. yeah. It was hard. I, I just can't imagine he have, ever had the time being the, having the jobs he had. I know. I don't know how he fit it all in. I don't in. know, yeah. Oh, anyway, we have another caller. You're on a yeah. roll, Danny. <laughs> this is Wilma from Moortown. If oh, I, I, that right. I, I know her. Uh-oh. Go ahead, Wilma. You're on the air. Are you sure you know me, Danny? I do. The last time that you talked to me on when I was here, I was doing the trading post in the early morning. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I just want to say we missed the Starline with them, boys. Well, thank you so much. We always we always wanted to play on the roof of your snack bar, but that never well, you, worked out. You played in the yard once. Well, I know that. <laughs> right. And I'll tell you one other thing. Um, he was playing up at Sugarbush, and we wanted to go, but because of COVID, we figured we better stay away. Right. But he stopped on his way home, and Aww. we had a little concert right here in the kitchen. We brought the guitar in, and Jerry was downstairs, and he thought it was some kind of big recording you were putting in. <laughs> <laughs> That's <cool>. very true. <laughs> well, Danny said you have a snack bar. Is that right on Route 100? I think it's you might have the right one. Yes, I've got it. I know which <laughs> right, one. Right. I know. We've stopped there many times. Oh, the best. Absolutely yeah. the best. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, well, good talking to you, good. Danny. Thank, Thank you, you so home. much, Mama, for calling in. Okay. You're, you're welcome. All right. right. We have another caller. I told Danny he's going to win the prize this keeps up, so keep calling, folks. Uh, Ted from Shelburne. Ted, you're on the air with Danny Cohn. Yeah, hi. I, I missed the first part of it, but I... I presume you covered the, I think it was Crossroads was the name, when it oh, was Betty boy. and Tony and you and Kathy yeah. traveling around. What and a I great group. So, I wasn't so distracted with. <laughs> that was a wonderful, yeah. that was not, it was kind of short-lived, but that was a wonderful band. Was it? Yeah, Betty Smith, yeah. who was 
of you know VPR fame. Yep. I mean, and her husband Tony Mustaller, my wife Kathy, me, and a guy named Bob Belinsky on piano. But nice. a, great, a lot of original material that Tony. It was written. just musically right on and marvelous. Huh. So anyhow, I just thought I'd say well, hi. Thank you so well, much. Thanks for the memory, as it's they great say. Great to hear this. Yeah, it's thanks. great. Thanks, Ted. Thanks so Appreciate much. It. So that, was that one of your favorite? Uh, well, it's a great groups? group, and we actually. Uh, there was a couple of uh, guys from UVM. I, I was at UVM when Betty was. She was in my class, and Tony oh. was a couple of years ahead. That's where I met them. And there was a couple of friends of theirs uh, from New York City that were, at U- and they had some money. They wanted to produce us, so they brought us down to New York City to Electric Lady, which is Jimmy Hendrix Studio. But yep. it was on the off hours. There was a second engineer, and so we laid down some demos, which nothing really happened with it. But it was quite an experience, and great. it was, sounded great. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, I honestly, I'm so impressed with your memory. It's killing me. Well. <laughs> Because I don't have I guess, it. I'm going to forget what we talked about when I leave here. Well, I can tell you some stuff, but I'm not going to on the air. <laughs> right. We'll talk later. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyway, um, and you said bluegrass was really your your most favorite. Well, sort of... I mean, as I, I started when I was playing string stringed instruments. Okay, bluegrass was something I had heard on. I worked actually for Mix Cliff Mix in the music store in the summertime, you know. And of course, back then right. he was down on 10 State Street, which is where Botanica is now. Right. Okay. So there was a counter and there was a turntable, and of course, records were not shrink wrapped then. So you could somebody could say, "Hey, right. can I can you right. play a little bit? I want to listen to this." So I'd drop the needle and do it. Well, Cliff was given lessons in the back, so then I would pull records and go, "Hey, I wonder what this is." And so I started listening, and that's where a lot of this, you know, I heard it. Oh. And then I used to pull in WWVA Wheeling, West Virginia, and they had bluegrass on Saturday night in the in the uh, jamboree and stuff. So I, nice. that's where it started, yeah. really. What's the? I don't know if this makes any sense, but what's the best uh, musical instrument to play br- that you would enjoy playing bluegrass on? Well, of course, the classic instruments are guitar, guitar. bass. Banjo, uh, fiddle, mandolin, yeah. those are the, your primary instruments. Right. So, nice. I mean, I, I play guitar and banjo, but yeah. I play a little mandolin a little bit. You must be a prodigy of something just to be able to pick these things up and well, learn how to play them. Well, I don't know about them. that, but I can, it's in your blood. <laughs> I can get around on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your blood. And how cool that you could play with your wife. I thought that was Yeah, great and she story. was just, just a wonderful yeah. bass player. That's really great. rock solid, great. Cool. Yeah. To see. Just my little banjo and my uh, <laughs> right. my accordion. I had a big one though. It was an electric. Oh, nice! Yeah, serious. I was in. Ready for this? Ralph Alaco's accordion band. Oh man! Top you, that one. Were you doing? Uh, yeah. You're doing polka music. <laughs> yeah, of course you were. Yeah. Right. We had a whole bunch of stuff I could do. Right. But, yep, that's what we did. Polka. What else could you do with a uh, with a guitar? Right. Uh, Anyway, so um, do you keep in touch with all of these uh, musicians yeah, over do. the years? I, I do. That I play support with each other. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, and um, not like on a. I do. I yeah. mean, it's, and and um, and there's so many great ones. Yeah. Well, I love when you come into the studio here. Your your face is up on the wall yeah. once or twice. The, ho- the, the wall, wall of shame. Of, the wall of shame. Yeah. Well, not really. But um, that's cool. So, what's what's sort of next for you? I mean, what? Uh, well, I'm just continuing on with these groups and see how it goes. And um, if if anything ends or something happens, I try to move on with something else. Yeah. You know. 
Well, you're certainly young enough to keep so going, right? Folks should get a hold of me if they're interested. Now, how do they get a hold of you? Oh man! Oh come on, let's uh, let's pump it out there. Well, you can email me at uh, Starboy. Starboy DC, my initials. Starboy DC at Gmail. I like that. I like that to Star- email. I laughed when I saw that. Starboy. Yeah. Starboy DC at Gmail. That'd That's be great. probably the be- easiest thing. That's great. I wish we could get you to sing something, but well, I know I can't. So um, they still love- owe me money here, so I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm is just that kidding. right? Where no, is no. Dad? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it's a good group. You can also call me at 802-223-5327. I have a wild uh, answering uh, thing on there. This, Do you really? Yeah. I've, I've just gotten you, so I have to go check yeah, it out. Yeah, I have to try it out. All right, that's cool. So um, I'm just looking. There's just so many names of, of uh, places that you worked with. Um Oh, I, well, I see on your notes, one mm-hmm. thing we didn't mention is that um, the, uh, let me see here, the uh, Pine Island, I was filled right. in. Yeah, well, I filled in for Gordon Stone for oh. a couple of months in Pine Island back in the 70s. And at the time, we did, Jack Donovan had his Vermont Live show. So we right. did one of those. And then the Slant Six Review, which was a country band with my wife, my brother-in-law, right. Pat, on steel. And he's, uh, we, we did a show here also. Great. Yeah. Well, you mentioned um, Gordon Stone. I, I, no, until when heart, I yeah. did the research for this, I didn't realize he had passed he away. Passed, yeah. I was seriously a groupie. Yeah. Um, I would follow him around anywhere. Wonderful I just loved him. And he, I was trying, I was telling Danny that I had a song that he played and it was two words and the second word was feet, F-E-E-T. And I don't know whether it was pretty feet, something. Oh, sure. And I, when he'd asked for, um, uh, for recommendations, I'd always raise my hand. And after about the 10th time, he said, never mind, I know yeah, what you want. Right. <laughs> I'd always ask for the same right. thing. I have to go look it up. I don't remember. But what great talent. Well, he was. And I did have a little trio with him at one time with Andy Sacker uh, 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 from Burlington on mandolin, and guitar mandolin, and Gordon on banjo. We, did, we had a... You know, we had yeah. a little group for a while. I just like the rhythm that he had in most of his songs. Yeah, I don't know if he wrote them or did a lot of writing. Yeah, original material. Yeah, yeah that's sure. cool. So I'm going to end a little early because I want to hear this whole song. Tell us about In Memory of Fred. Okay, well, Fred Tuttle, uh, <laughs> well, we met Fred, and we loved him like everybody. And right. he really loved the band. So when he passed, uh, Billy Bratcher of Starline wrote a song. It's a wonderful song, the words in it, called A Memory of Fred. Right. And it's just a great piece of writing, uh, just if the words, just the, what he says and everything. You know? That's great, because everybody loves Fred. You're yeah, right. Yeah, Man with funny. a plan. I have the book. And I always oh, think, I always thank um, Pat Leahy, because Fred ran against him, and and uh, the car was so... No, that was uh, uh, Mullen, uh, the other... Uh, Mullen, who was running... Uh, the, uh, pa- uh, no, it was, it was uh, Pat Leahy and, against Fred. You know, well, yeah, but he also... Was it McMullen? McMullen ran, yeah, right. Way, and, they, and, and Fred was up and they had an interview and, and, you know, Fred says, well, how do you, they said, well, how do you pronounce callus? Right. Oh, and he ah, said Calais. Calais. And, you know, how many tits on a cow? Yeah. He, 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 pull, he pull, yeah, it was great. It was fun. Well, I always respected uh, 
Pat Leahy for that because he was yeah. always respectful of Fred yeah, right. because uh, he treated him like yeah. a, a candidate. Yeah, and right. I thought that was great. Right. Anyway, I'm going to close out the show and we'll close it out when with the end of the music. I thank Danny Cohn thank for coming you. on board. Thanks, this was Pat. so much good fun. To see you. Thank you. We go back a ways. I know. At least, uh, I'm, at least don't I'm, add it up. It's a <laughs> something different than the motor vehicle department. Exactly. <laughs> so um, uh, we're going to play uh, a memory of a Fred. memory of Fred. This is Pat McDonald, your host for Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. Through a dairy field walked the man Till his fate was sealed by heaven's blast In newsprint his picture spread Presses rolled in memory of Fred Gentle as a jersey, some recall Salt of the earth in Carter overall That real McCoy was country bred Now joy is a memory of Fred He's gone Share the-